the ways they'd helped each other, and how, in the end, they'd come through everything. A friend, a true friend, is also a witness, someone whose attention affords you a clearer look at your own life, and for twenty years each of them had, unfailingly, without any fuss, played this role for the other. Their lives were very similar, even if they hadn't succeeded in the same way. Jean-Claude had become a leading figure in the world of research, hobnobbing with government ministers, always offered international conferences, while Luc was a general practitioner in Ferney Voltaire. But Luc wasn't jealous. The only thing that had come between them was an absurd disagreement during the last few months regarding their children's school. For some unfathomable reason, Jean-Claude had really gotten on his high horse, so Luc had had to take the first step, saying that they weren't going to quarrel over such a silly thing. The whole business had upset Luc, he and Cécile had talked it over several evenings in a row. How trivial it seemed now. How fragile life is. Only yesterday there was a close, happy family. People who loved one another, and today, a boiler accident. Charred bodies being taken to the morgue. His wife and children were everything to Jean-Claude. What would his life be like if he survived? Luke phoned the emergency room in Geneva. The patient had been placed in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. The prognosis was guarded. Luke prayed with Cécile and the children that he would never regain consciousness. When Luke went to open his office, two policemen were waiting for him. Their questions seemed odd. They wanted to know if the Romans had any known enemies, if they'd been involved in any suspicious activities. Seeing Luke's astonishment, the police told him the truth. An initial examination of the bodies revealed that the victims had died before the fire. Florence from head injuries inflicted by a blunt instrument, Antoine and Caroline from bullet wounds. That wasn't all. In Clairvaux-les-Lacs, in the Jura Mountains, Jean-Claude's uncle had been delegated to break the tragic news to the injured man's parents, a frail elderly couple. Accompanied by their doctor, he had gone to see them and found the house locked, the dog mysteriously silent. Worried, the uncle had broken open the door to discover his brother, his sister-in-law, and the dog lying in their own blood. Like Antoine and Caroline, they had been shot to death. Murdered. The Romans had been murdered. The word echoed through Luke's brain, stunning him. Was it a robbery? he asked, as if that word might reduce the horror of the other one to something rational. The police didn't know yet, but two crimes striking members of the same family fifty miles apart were more likely to be an act of revenge or a settling of accounts. The officers asked again about possible enemies, and Luke, at a loss, shook his head. Enemies? The Romans? Everyone loved them. If they had been killed, it had to have been by people who didn't know them. The police needed to find out exactly what Jean-Claude did for a living. A doctor, the neighbours said, but he didn't have an office. Luke explained that he was a researcher at the World Health Organisation in Geneva. One of the officers telephoned, asking to speak to someone who worked with Dr. Roman, perhaps his secretary or one of his colleagues. The receptionist did not know any Dr. Roman. When the caller insisted, she connected him to the personnel director, who consulted his files and confirmed that there was no Dr. Roman at the WHO. Then Luke understood and felt hugely relieved. 
Everything that had happened since four that morning, Cotin's phone call, the fire, Florence's wound, the grey bags, Jean-Claude lying severely burnt in that hyperbaric chamber, and now this business about crimes, all of it had happened with perfect verisimilitude, an impression of reality that left no room for suspicion. But now, thank God, the scenario was going awry, revealing itself as what it was. A bad dream. He was going to wake up in his bed. He wondered if he would remember everything and if he would dare tell Jean-Claude about it. I dreamt that your house was on fire, that your wife, your children, your parents were murdered, and that you, you were in a coma, and no one at the WHO knew anything about you. Could one say that to a friend? Even to one's best friend? The idea occurred to Luke, it would haunt him later on, that in this dream Jean-Claude served as a double, bringing out into the open...